welcome one and all to the super novice adventure it is so good to be back and also on a friday so yeah i uh i i need a little bit of time to myself so that way i can kind of get myself reorganized and back on the pattern of doing this on oh, four Friday releases because as much as I like getting things out on Monday, I like treating that as my late day schedule, not my everyday schedule. I also didn't have much to talk about on the other side of doing the art show because, well, it was kind of a, a lot that I was trying to juggle into getting in. Um... And still, there's some things that are kind of fallen by the wayside that I'm just now getting finished. So, uh, what have I been doing this last week? Well, I literally spent the better part of a week trying to figure out how to make uh, TensorFlow. Oh my god, I forgot that it was called TensorFlow. I literally spent the better part of an entire week trying to make TensorFlow work, which right now I just found out that Python 3.7 as of this date doesn't have a update for TensorFlow, so that means I have to use two points whatever in order to use TensorFlow. So I'll be probably going over my struggles with that and just what to look for and some hints and tips of how to use it and even what TensorFlow is for. I also have been uh, playing around with a little bit of music, trying to make a background song for my show, um, the one that you're listening to. So, been also doing that and getting ready for, well, Inktober, which is the topic for today. Okay, so um, let's kind of just go over a little bit about Inktober. Inktober was made by one Jay Parker in 2009, or 09 for those cool folks, as a way to improve his inking skills. For each day, there is a prompt for you to just make something and then to post it online after to share it with others. Now, the rule is ink however you ink. So whether or not you ink digitally, with markers, watercolors, just do it. That's really kind of how it breaks down. Um, don't forget making fan art, calligraphy, graffiti, original characters, and even yourself is all a part of Inktober. So essentially, when you think about how he thought, thinks of inking skills, it's um, having a final product. So not just having a bunch of sketches, but having something that he, that he would consider done. And that's, how, and that's how you should view it. If inking for you is, you know, anything, um, that doesn't require actual ink, but you would consider this a finished product, that's what he's talking about. Um, uh, let's talk about the important stuff. 
Survivor. What was that? Oh, um. <laughs> now, if you want to survive, you gotta prepare for it, baby. Now, just like any other challenge in life, there's always a few tips that can help make things a little bit easier. And I got a few for you. So, I have a few written down and I may even throw a few off the cuff. So, uh, don't forget, there's uh, always going to be a few variants that you can apply to yourself. So, always think about it in terms of how you can apply this to yourself. For me, I'm going to be using pen and paper. So, don't forget, if you have an electronic, if you're using Conti Crayon, ink, uh, of other variants or so on, apply what you can and think of a variant that would apply for you. So first things first, have what you need ready. And as I say that, I mostly mean have the tools of your craft ready to uh, be used. For me, my tools are, are a bunch of pens and pencils. And actually, I'll give you a quick little list of what everything is. I have a Zebra Z Grip Plus with its original HB lead. So smooth, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, a pair of graphite, graphink line paper markers, line markers, line mark papers, line marker liner pens. Yeah, there we go. One in graphic, graph, oh my God, why is it graphic? One in graphite, the other in black, or plaque, depending on how you write your notes. Uh, I love the graphite because of the fact that it gives you that nice little sketch look, and if you draw over uh, lead, you can even get a little bit of a deeper color so you can even play around with the fact that there's lead underneath it so there's a few different uh variants that i could probably get off of the graphite alone so i get the little nice sketch look and i can also do that next up is my third brush pen and the second pentel now i really don't know what happened to my other two brush pens kind of maddening and saddens me at the same time. All of the brush pens I've gotten were synthetic hair, so I can shape the actual uh, bristles into, say I want a really thin line, I press down on like a scrap piece of paper so that way I can get it nice and uh, flat, and then I can use that. But I also don't get the randomness of having a real hair brush pen which could which always varies from one pen to another so it's actually pretty good for a novice like me where i get the best of both worlds this doesn't have um doesn't have the randomness but its quality may not be as good as a hairpin but the fact that it's not like a felt tip pen or something like that 
where it's all one uh, piece means that I get the variance that I can try to go for. And so it's pretty good for me to learn with because it's that nice middle ground. Um, what else is on my list? Oh yeah, uh, my jelly rolls. So I got a few jelly roll pens for outlines and highlights. Now mind you, they are all white jelly rolls. These aren't the other ones. I think, I think they make other jelly rolls. Um, they must make jelly rolls. Yeah, so that's uh, the big, big bad of the situation. I have a few white jelly rolls. Currently, I can only find one, but that really doesn't mean anything because I have another one that is uh, definitely going to go into play. And if I can't find it, I'll definitely end up buying one somewhere along the lines. <laughs> of uh, the next few days. Last on the list is my place of art, the book. Now, I got one of the best art books in the world. World, world, world. I got myself a jolt, half-toned, half-white paper for a dollar. Yes, I know. A dollar. Got can't beat that price. Honestly, uh, jolts I've only seen in dollar stores, but uh, I really can't hate on finding good art supplies for really cheap. And guess what? Pretty good. I like uh, a lot of the jolts books. For the uninitiated, I just used the wrong for in my notes too. <laughs> And tone paper is normally brown or gray paper that is about a mid-tone. So if you was to use uh, light colors such as yellows, sky blues, you would bring out the darker parts of it. Or you can use um, dark colors and pull it the other way or to put it another way you build your dark side with the lights and you and the lights with the dark so so I don't have to say anything else here you get it you get it <laughs> um, I have a few honorable mentions and some things I didn't need too much in terms of uh, details. So, first, the important, unimportant stuff. I got a few eraser slices. I just took a nice standard white eraser, cut it, and I use those as a travel bit so that way I don't have extra pencil marks in the final product that I don't need. I also have a simple case to keep all my pens, pencils, and erasers in one place so I can keep track of uh, one or two things, if you count the sketchbook, before every day. And for the ones that almost made it, my Sharpie case for some color or black on the go and the watercolor set. They both didn't make the grade 
because I wanted to make something good and my current setup gives me two to four color options depending on how you look at it. Which means that I don't need to focus on a bunch of different colors. I can just work on this and try to improve on the basics instead of doing 400 colors. And honestly, that's kind of like a sub tip I'll give you. If you want to improve something during Inktober, try to figure out what your big weakness is. So don't, don't try to do 40 different things. Try to do one or two different things, which is kind of what I'm doing. I'm kind of trying to work on just one or two things. So just to be clear, for those that didn't hear that tip a moment ago, I'll repeat it. Make it easy on yourself. If you're using pens, put it all in the same place, all your art supplies. So that way you can find it the night before and you don't have to worry about it. <sighs> Mind blowing, right? Yeah, I know. It's, it happens when you're a super novice. If you have a program you're using, I also say to uh, use the same thing. Save your work setup or template so that way you can just jump right into work. So honestly, I know for a fact that those type of things can actually show up in most programming environments. So say you're not going to use a particular type of enhancement or combination item, just set it aside so that way it's not a part of your thing. If a certain type of view is not going to be what you use all that often, put it in the background. Make the foreground the things that you do use the most. So that way you can just jump into work and do it as uh, quickly as possible. And honestly, that is my mindset for all of this. A quick way to start work. I don't really want to spend a lot of time having to get myself to do the drawings. I really want to just sit down, pull out my pens and bags, and place them on the table and get to work. My next tip is to save your prompts someplace that you can get to them easy. So all are less than a minute to see and brainstorm what you'll do. Now, for myself, I put the prompts down and the art uh, technique I'll be practicing um, and improving or uh, wish to improve on so that I can get the most out of this uh, month of practice all in one book. I put it in my daily planner so that way I don't have to look for it. And just in case I put it in, I also saved all the prompts onto my phone. So that way I can find it in one moment, just like that. And I may write the weak ones on the back of my ink book. Huh, ink book, that sounds nice. Just so I can have that ease of going into the next awesome adventure without having to worry if I can keep doing the challenge. I really just want to make sure that it's all kind of just there for me 
And that's what I suggest for anybody. Make sure that you have everything you need. And if you do, you'll be good to go and be able to keep up with everything. Keep in mind, life does happen, so plan for it. My next tip, real life is very different from what we dream happens most times. If you have a big test coming up, or you know the next few days will be nothing but work and sleep, then try to balance out your art if you plan on doing this challenge and make it something that you can manage to do. So in the off time, we have two options to not do it and just be a normal novice or be super novices and get some pre-work. This can be something as small as pulling all, pulling references, brainstorming, and a few even light sketches about how you want to handle the drawing to something as heavy as drawing it out outright beforehand and even doing a bit of inking as well the day before and then posting it on a later date. Now for me, I want to get the daily practice. So that habit of just doing it once a day, even if it's just something small. So I'll do a Sharpie on a piece of napkin before I do a pre drawn object and just allow it to be. Now, the hardest part about doing any challenge like this is not starting. Starting is the easiest part. It's two things. And I love I love some of my uh, fellow artists, especially the ones that are better than me. Uh, when they talk about how they handle these art challenges, one uh, many smalls, she talked about a point where she was doing an art challenge and it was a daily art challenge and it was the most that she had ever done in the entire uh, entire lifetime of like consistently doing art every every day. And by every day, she probably got... 15 or 20 days out of a 30 day month of worth of artwork in because life happened. She couldn't uh, work on some days and she didn't. And she didn't hold it as a, a giant negative that she couldn't continue on that path every day. What she do? She was like, okay, cool. I couldn't do it yesterday. Then the day before and the day before that. But I still want to participate. And so she did. And she had gotten the most, she had gotten the most artwork in a single month done than she had in her entire life. And like, she is by far one of the best artists I've seen out there and I love her mindset to the challenge the challenge is not something that you have to follow in a way 
that hurts you. The challenge is a challenge of growth. Can you grow from this? Now, if the challenge is something of growth, if it is asking whether or not you can grow from this, then there is only one answer that I want to hear from anybody. The thing is, it's not about how many times you fall. It's about how many times you get up. What's worse? In the 31-day art challenge, you do five days consistently, you miss one day, and so for 31 days, you got five pieces of art. For a 31-day art challenge, you, miss, you do five days consistently, you miss one day, and you have 30 pieces of art, 28 pieces of art, 10 pieces of art, because life happened and you really could not sit down and draw. So, um, I don't even know what else I would uh, kind of mention in this part because I think I've gone over all of the important things. Now, I can say for any and everybody that is looking to do Inktober, I really do look forward to seeing what you do and what you've done and you can definitely see whether or not I'm keeping up with my Inktober on my Instagram, Super Novice Adventure Podcast. Remember, this challenge is for all of us. So keep your head up, stay creative, and you got this.